behind the shade. Are you in like the northern part of the east coast or the southern? Depends how far north you want to go. I'm in Toronto, Canada. <laughs> oh my God, you're in Canada? <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm really north of you. <laughs> yes, you are. I was going to ask you, did you have snow? But do you, how often do you guys have snow? Um, this year has been pretty good. We usually get quite a bit of s snow days, but this year has been pretty good. Only a few days from what I remember, we've actually okay. had snow where you had to shovel. Gotcha. Okay. We had a snow day today. It looked like it was going to be pretty bad by like the afternoon and just melted already. So oh, I love those days. The less time I have to spend shoveling, the better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I honestly, the we bought a house about a year ago and that was like the only thing that I think about. It's like, oh, we got to shovel the sidewalk and our driveway and everything. It's like, great. Yeah, I know. I remember when I got my house um, about 10 years ago and they, what's the word I'm looking for? They, um, kind of expanded the driveway so it turned mm. into a six car driveway and i'm like oh wow it's not that it's long it's wide so okay yeah from you know when you shovel in the snow you throw it on one side you go back to the other side so yeah, now yeah, yeah. it's more meters <laughs> <laughs> gotcha okay i mean you know what the thing that i look the upside of it is you get a workout so that's that's the thing that i look at it oh yeah what i do now is i time myself <laughs> give myself, let's say 15, 20 minutes, depending on the thickness of the snow. So I love it. Yes. So how's 2021 treated you? Any goals that you've accomplished? Any goals that you're setting? Um, yeah, actually, you're my sec no, you're my third person that I have to be on a like podcast as a guest. So that is some of the accomplishments that I've had. Um, my goal overall is to pretty much have my coaching business be full time. How about you? Um, more guests on my podcast. So last year, um, I started doing a September of last year. I did, I want to say 20 episodes nice. that I recorded this year. My goal was to have 40. Okay. And I've recorded my 75th episode a week and a half ago. Nice. That's awesome. What got you started on a podcast? Um, good question, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to, I always felt as a child, I wanted to help people. Um, so initially I wanted to become a judge, but I didn't realize that you have to spend, like I spent the years, I graduated, I went to um, school for a lawyer, for, for paralegal. Okay. But I didn't realize that you're kind of, um, I didn't un fully understand the journey, I want to say, of it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, how can I help people more immediately? So I went to the... Um, so I started doing this, public speaking, having people. And then I was like, I kind of enjoy the public speaking and reaching people on an emotional level because it's more immediate. Yes. Then I was like, okay, how can I do this and create a business? So I learned everything last year, even though this was probably a two-year plan of mine. I got, mm -hmm. my I got my business number. I got my tax number. I got my name registered. I did all those things. And now... I want to connect with people, help them, and share their story, similar to what you and I will, will do today. And I didn't realize how many people have a story to tell. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I love it. I love hearing all of the stories of where they come from. My, of course, is all about love. And I love hearing how people met and their past, obviously, because they have been cheated on or there was a trauma of some sort, but they still overcame that. And then they still found love, which I think is completely amazing. Yeah, because that's something I think love and happiness is something that every single person wants to experience. Mm hmm. Yes. Now we just have to figure out how we're going to find it. And that's why you're here today, right? To tell them. Yes. And show them how to find it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I guess we'll officially get started. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Shades. I have now, I grew up with a lot of Latinos and Latinas. So the name, it's Alejandra. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. So Alejandra is going to introduce herself and she's going to tell us a little bit about herself that wasn't included in the in the banter we had back and forth. So Alejandra, go ahead. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really am grateful for you in holding this space. And I am just wanting to share my love and my light to everyone who is willing to listen. And I am a love and confidence coach. I help women to really learn how to love themselves themselves for who they truly are and in return be able to find the man that is going to love them for who they are and nothing else perfect so for those who don't know um what is a life coach and how is it that they help men and women find love so for my special niche, I go ahead and help women realize the things that are holding them back because we have a limiting belief that we aren't worthy, we can't find love, or that there are men out there that are always cheating or something's always going to go wrong. But in reality, that is just something that their mind creates. And that's the story that they keep telling themselves. So what I do is help them reprogram that and reprogram their subconscious beliefs in regards to what love is. It's amazing you, you point that out because I was actually having a conversation just last night with, with someone <laughs> and I was telling them, I was telling the young lady that sometimes she'll mention something Mm -hmm. And I have no idea what she's talking about. And then I realized that it's something she created in her mind. Yes. Right. And I'm guessing many people, men and women, but since we're talking about women, um, they believe it so much that it's actually becomes a reality to them, even though it's yeah. not to everyone else. Right. Correct. Um, and then because you believe it so passionately and so firmly, you start to create emotional responses to mm -hmm. it. Is that some of the struggles that you see with women today? Yes, it is. It's kind of like when they start dating a new guy, for example, and everything's going right. All the signs are there. He's putting time and effort, but then they start thinking, what if he doesn't like who I am? What if things go wrong? They're already waiting for the other shoe to drop, even though they haven't been shown those signs. So that's kind of like us having a certain expectation for things to go wrong, even though they've shown that everything is going in the right direction. Do you think we have, or do you think your client base has a greater expectation of things going wrong versus an expectation of what they want in hopes that things will go right? 
Yeah, I actually see the things more going wrong because of their past experiences. So when you have an experience, you compare that to what you have in the present instead of actually thinking, oh, everything's going to go wonderful. And yes, there is a risk in um, starting something new and you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you don't have control over that. The only thing you have control over is your own emotions, your own thoughts. Why do you think we experience those comparisons? And the reason why I'll ask you, Alejandra, it's that, like, I'm before you, you got married. I'm, I'm assuming you you dated and, and and I've dated as well. Yep. But the only thing I brought from each relation, each previous relationship, is what I've learned. I didn't mm-hmm. bring any of the baggage, saying that you know what, because you've probably seen it, because I know I've seen it, where someone will say. Well, I dated a guy that looked like this, mm-hmm. so I'm going to avoid dating a guy that looks like that because of a previous bad experience. Or I've dated a guy that believes in this, but because I've had a bad experience with that, I'm not. I'm going to kind of shy away from men or women that believe uh, that have, hold that same belief. Do you do you know if there's a reason why we tend to carry that baggage from relationship to relationship without ever resolving it? Um, there are several points to that. I believe that it's really rooted in the fact that we've held something for so long that we haven't healed ourselves. We haven't taken the time to go ahead and analyze and evaluate of like, okay, what happened? Where did things go wrong? Instead, they go jumping from one relationship to another, thinking that the other person is going to be able to complete them or fix them instead of actually finding the answers within themselves. Is this something that maybe you experienced? And if so, how did you overcome it? Yes. Um, this something that I experienced more than anything was pretty much hiding who I truly was. Once I pretty much learned to love who I was for everything, if I was ashamed of, um, let's say, the number of people that I had in my life previously, right? Or just not being true to who I am, of just someone that can be demanding or someone that can be um, very dreaming and thinking that life is going to be just dropped to them without any work. Um, It's just, I guess, the expectation you have for yourself as well. That's kind of what comes into play. That's a good point that you mentioned because I think everyone has a part of their past that... I don't want to say ashamed of, but let's say, you know what, like, I'm going to keep it behind this door. I'm going to close the door. I'm going to lock it, throw away the key, right? Yeah. And if someone finds it, then I'll own up to it, but I won't be forthcoming with that information. But right. Um, I look at, and I, I appreciate you on the show to discuss this because it's allowing me to learn because my perspective is this perspective of a man, mm-hmm. right? a man that pursues women as a, as a heterosexual man. Right. Um, and your perspective is as a woman um, that's pursuing a relationship. And I enjoy this, this type of conversation, particularly because I feel from observation that, and I'm going to pick men and women in this example, is that it seems like men and women are having a more difficult time getting along with each other romantically. Okay. Right? It seems that... Um, there's the demands of, let's say, the demand on a woman. You you do something. This is going to be your life until you're 20. You graduate. 
And then the expectation is you better get married and have that child before you're 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then the man is that, okay, you're going to live your life until you're about 20. You're going to go to school, graduate. You better have an idea who you're going to marry and the career you want to provide for that family you're going to have. Right? <laughs> it seems yeah. to be like the age 30 is where men and women have to figure it out based on yep. what we're told. Right? Mm-hmm. And then once you hit 31, for some reason, it's like you look left and right and you begin to panic. Oh my God, I'm not the person I was in my 20s. I'm feeling this pressure from, you know how it is from your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, your grandmother way over in some foreign land saying that, well, honey, how come you're not married yet? What, the boys don't like you? So, (laughs) right? Right? And it reaches that point where you're like, okay, now you're in a situation where if you want to meet other people's timeline, because remember, it's not your timeline, it's someone else's timeline, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're kind of saying, okay, these are the guys, these are the men, these are the women that are in my life because they've approached me or I've gone on a couple of dates with them. And now you're taking the pressure from yourself and you're putting it on them saying that, okay, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this. And then it creates conflict because just because you may think you're ready, the other person is is not ready. And that's what I feel is maybe the beginning of the conflict between men and women is because the expectation is so different, but yet we're expected to come together and mesh the differences and make it work. Is that an accurate picture of relationships? No, that's really accurate because I have had a lot of like close friends that see a relationship and that's kind of what they want. So they want to go ahead and towards that. But the other person is expecting to have a home, get married, have a kid. And that's also another conflict. But the thing that the conflict comes in is because they're not communicating. They're not communicating exactly what their desires are. Instead, they they reserve it. They expect the other person to know. And that's something that I have worked in my own relationship of like, okay, I want my life this way. Are you in agreement or do you want something else? Like, what are you expecting? And nobody really gets to hear the other side of their story because they also have their own desires. They also have a plan for their life. And that's where you kind of get to know, like, is this relationship going in the right direction for both of us? Are we going to compromise and create the reality that we want together? And people can be very selfish in that sense. Um, But it's okay to be able to say, like, this is what I want. Is this something that you want too? Is it that simple? Is it as simple as saying, you know what? These are the five things I want. Are you able to fulfill that? Is it that simple or is it more complicated? Meaning, okay, this is what I can, this is what I want. What can you offer? And you compromise? Or is it just, should we just be going into the relationship with like a list? of things that we want. No, I mean, I don't think it's complicated. I believe it is simple. Um, I have had expectations from other like relationships and it didn't work out, but that was because I wasn't going ahead and sharing what I was wanting in a relationship. I was expecting them to know. But once I've opened up in regards to what I saw my future to be like, 
and we were going on the same path because there's always a level into a relationship you start dating and then okay we want to get serious then you go into a relationship you're my boyfriend you're my girlfriend from there it's like okay everything's great we're getting along i see the habits that you have and then you go into that long-term relationship of like okay the next step is we buy a home together or we get engaged but not everyone is on that same page, right? Everyone's like, okay, I'm not ready for that commitment. Let's take a little longer to get to know each other. We can go ahead and buy a home because that's another sort of commitment too. So it's all about growing together. Every stage, you kind of got to check with yourself of where you both are at. And how much of your personal experiences is used to help others grow in the way you just described? Um, I would say a lot in regards to that, but I also don't want to go ahead and just because my relationship went that way, yours needs to too, because everyone's different. Everyone's relationship is different. But the thing that I really focus on is, are you being true to you? Are you being honest? Are you communicating what your desires are? Because if you're not being honest with yourself, how can you be honest with your partner? you ask them that what do they say <laughs> um they tell me they tell me and they are telling me of like yeah this is what i want i was like okay have you had the chance to go ahead and express that to your partner and they're like no i don't know what they're gonna say i was like well then how about you go ahead and tell them and see how things go and then from there you can make your decision of should we continue this relationship or should i go ahead and find someone else because that's another thing when you're in a relationship you're not completely stuck there you still have the choice to opt out and go ahead and start new and that is where people are afraid too because like you mentioned earlier come at 30 they're already expecting to have a house and be married but whose timeline is that is that society's or is that yours that's a good point, right? That's a very good question. And I think having that timeline put on you is is scary. And, and a lot of people, um, to, because to get into a relationship, I would say for those listening, is it is scary to get into it, right? Because it's a certain um, level of vulnerability because you're trusting the person with your emotions. You're trusting the person um, with your essence in, in a way, right? And to say that maybe, let's say, um, six months into it and you want to opt out, how do you balance between, okay, this person may not be the person for me, but it's better than being alone? Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of a good point because I have had women where they've told me of like, but I've already come so far. It's like, do I have to start over? But then my question to them is like, are you willing to settle and be uncomfortable and not create the life that you want, that you see for yourself? Do you want to go ahead and be miserable and be bitter? Like those are your two options. What do you want to go with? The choice is always yours. Do you want to be unhappy or do you want to be happy? It's like the, it's your, and you're right. It's like the the joke that people say, right? Um, I'd rather be unhappy with a warm body next to me than happy in a cold bed, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But it's it's true. It, it is so true because you're, I'm just trying to think like, why would someone, and thank goodness I haven't been guilty, I haven't been really guilty of this, but I haven't been 
married or anything like that. I'm and I'm looking at the people that have been married once, have been married twice, have been divorced a few times, right?、Mm-hmm. And you have to give them credit for continuing down the path of taking their relationship to that level more than once, because I would assume it's not easy.、Mm-hmm. Um, because no matter who you are, every time you get divorced, your friends would know. Versus if it's just a boyfriend or girlfriend, eh, they may not know, right? But Settling, it seems, has this like negative connotation to it, right? But you raised a good point where you mentioned, okay, if this is not what you want, why are you accepting it? Because there has to be a reason, and it can't be, or shouldn't be, I should say, that yeah. But what else am I gonna do? Right. That's. That's the majority of the answer that I get, and it's it goes back to the point of they're afraid of being alone with themselves, and this is why I coach women to love themselves, to enjoy their own company, because that gives you the freedom to travel, to go move wherever you want to, to eat whatever you want without any restrictions, pretty much to be free to be you, and. I am a big fan of working with the universe. I'm big into manifestation. That's kind of how I came about meeting my husband. I was in shitty relationships, and excuse my language, but I、um, I had enough. I was tired of not being a priority in someone when they were a priority to me. I was tired of just being taken for granted, and I got to a point where I was like, enough. I'm done. I was like. And I wrote down. I was like, "This is what I want in a relationship. I am tired of just not being loved the way I love someone." And I wrote exactly what I wanted. And then four months later, I started dating pretty much my best friend that was under my nose. Only I wasn't willing to see it because I was chasing men that weren't appreciating me. And I guess my question in regards to that. Because that's that's an, that's an interesting journey. That's an, an amazing journey. Because not a lot of people, so many people will leave this earth not experiencing that, right? Because、yes. they won't ever realize it. But what made you realize? You know what? I'm involving myself with the wrong type of men. Because for the women out there, they're probably listening and they're probably like, you know what? She's speaking about me. But how would you hit it home with them, saying that this is what made me realize I'm involving myself with the wrong type of men? The thing that I would say is when you are just tired of being heartbroken. Once you have been to that rock bottom, there's nowhere else to go but up. There, you always have that choice, like I said, of making a change. You. Are in control of your life, like they say. There's a quote like, "You are the author of your own book." And I decided to go ahead and make that change and live my life the way I wanted. I ended up just living my life, hanging out with people that did love me, my family, my friends. I did things like dancing. That's one of the things that I love releasing my energy, and it felt like me and. Once I did that, it was already introduced. It was pretty much delivered, and it's like, here you go. And from there, it's like, are you willing to take a risk? And at first, I'll admit, I was scared. I was terrified. I didn't want to go ahead and repeat that same pattern. But 
this was a completely different person. I couldn't expect them to believe like, oh, she's going to break my heart just like my ex did because I'm a different person. So I just, I guess, was willing to gamble my love again. And if I was able to heal from the past, I can heal again. There was someone that I work with and your story reminds me of her where she would come in and, you know, she would cry and she would speak about the heartbreak and, and what she's going through. And I remember sitting down with her and I asked her, and, and I'll mention this because you reminded me of something when you said that you wrote it down. Because I'm a big fan of writing things down and reviewing it and saying, that, you know what, let's put your thoughts to paper and mm-hmm. make them more real, right? Mm-hmm. And I told her, I was like, okay, I asked her, what is it that you want ultimately? Because everyone wants something out of a relationship. What is it that you want? She said that, you know what? I want someone that's going to be a companion, like a best friend. And I was like, okay, what do you think is something you can offer this person? And she mentioned, she's like, you know what? Her ideal situation is I want the person I'm with to come home. And I want to be able to cook for them. I want you know them to have a hot meal. Very, um, what we would call traditional, I guess, right? Okay. Or, well, I don't want to use the word traditional because I can get me in trouble, but very... <laughs> um, she was that type of, of, of woman, right? That's what that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, okay, the men that you dated, did they appreciate that about you? That, you know what, you want to come home and, and have dinner made or you want to be able to share because she loved to cook, right? I was like, did they appreciate that? And she told me something interesting. She said, out of all the men she dated, she, was, she wasn't in a situation to ever to be able to do it for them. You love doing, you love cooking. You love cooking for yourself and those close to you. You would love to cook for the person you're with. I was like, why do you think you weren't able to do that for the person? Because that's ultimately one of the goals of a relationship that you want. She's like, I just didn't find the right person. We didn't reach that point because it didn't evolve to that point. So I was okay. Write down the type of men that either you're attracting or the type of man that you're going out with that's not allowing you to be the type of girlfriend, fiance, wife that you want to be and find the commonality. And she wrote it and she did. I was like, okay, so what are you going to do? Date the opposite. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? That's so true. Is, is, isn't that how it's supposed to work, I'm guessing? No. I mean, that is one way to do it. Um where I did it, it wasn't really comparing of what I was doing wrong and what I was doing right, or the, the, I guess, the outcome that I wanted. It was more of my feelings of, of, yes, of how I wanted the relationship to be, because I, I did go ahead and love and give my time and plan all these like nice events or trips to go to. But I never had that same in return. So when you're giving and giving and giving, you're left empty. You're left like, what am I doing wrong? Is something wrong with me? And that's totally not the case. Because you will recognize of like, okay, you are doing something and that's giving way too much when you're getting nothing in return. But there is a pattern for sure. If you're repeating that same thing or you're not finding that person that you want to spend your life with um 
So when I did mine, I didn't obsess over it. And there's some times where women are obsessing of like, I want to find a partner. I want to find a partner right now because I have a timeline. But instead, it's more of like, you know what? This is what I want. And if it comes, great. But I'm not going to be wasting my time anymore in men that are not going to give me that time of day. And I guess that goes back to your point in being able to love yourself and being comfortable being alone with yourself. And that's another point that I want to touch on is that before we found the relationship, we were with ourselves. Exactly. We loved ourselves. We went on vacation with ourselves. You know, I, I remember the first time I went to a restaurant by myself. It takes courage, right, to go out yeah. in a public place and say, okay, I'm going to go eat food by myself. Because every table comes with two, with two chairs, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're there and you're like, yeah, because you're enjoying your company. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see that we go from just being with ourselves, loving ourselves, appreciating ourselves, we get into a relationship. And then for some reason, when it goes bad, we don't think we can go back to being with ourselves, even though we've loved ourselves for so many years before this. That is such a good point. When we get involved in a new relationship, right? Every time or any time we have available, we go ahead and just share it with that other person. We are, let's say we have a weekend off and we spend both Saturday and Sunday with that person. And then we end up just liking whatever they're liking. So they go ahead and accept us even more and they want to spend time more with us. But what I actually share with my clients is don't be afraid to go ahead and spend time with your girlfriends, go ahead and spend some time with your family or go ahead and even take an afternoon where you're doing something that you like to do, whether that's hiking, whether that's riding a bike, whether that's doing art or writing in your journal, like something where you get to spend time on your own because if you are always spending time with your partner, then you kind of lose yourself. You lose yourself in the relationship and you forget who you are. So that's definitely one of the main things that I definitely go ahead and talk about because in the relationship, yeah, it's great. You're, you're getting so many things in common. You're having adventures. You're creating this life together, but you're still you. And when you just spend all your time with your partner, you forget that you were doing things on your own before. You find that women, I guess in general, struggle with this, with this um, point? Um, yes, they do. They, for some reason, it's just kind of like they're always looking for a not no it's validation it's of this is my partner or um they go ahead and i don't know it's it's really strange because i did this too and i was like i'm never doing that again to myself i can't lose who i am because if things do fall apart and that sometimes it's always going to be stuck in the back of your mind of like, if things fall apart, it's like, you know, you can go ahead and recreate your life again. Were you surprised that that was happening to you, that you were in a way losing yourself in these relationships? I don't know if it's surprised. It was um, more, I guess, disappointed in myself that I did that. It was more of like, how can I go ahead and give 
all of me and forget about me. Like forgetting yourself is the, is where I guess you just give all this power to this person and you lose all your power to yourself because then you're always looking of like, are they happy? Are they going to leave me? Are they going to just, um, I don't know. You think of all of like you, you give this power to this person when in reality you have all the power. It's like I said before, you are the creator of your reality. But once you give that up, then you are, feel like you have nothing. I agree. I'm looking back on some of the things that my friend has told me. One of them, she was willing to lose herself, right? The amount of compromising that she was about to do um, so early on was um, was alarming to me because you have someone that is a, a professional woman. And this, for everyone that's listening, these situations, doesn't matter what job you have, what background you come from, your culture, it affects all of us, everyone from yeah. different walks of life. And the things that she was giving up, I would tell her, it sounds like you're in a relationship with yourself and the other person is just along for the ride. Yeah. Where it's like, you're doing this, you're doing this. Granted, I'm only getting one side of the story, but you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. And it's like, what's the return to you? And I know a lot of people don't want to think about it like that, but at the end of the day, you have to think about it like that. It's a return on your investments. It's an ROI. What are you getting back from what you're putting in? And I think Definitely. so many of us are afraid, one, to ask that of themselves, and two, to look at it that way. Like you mentioned, a relationship is a give and receive because you can't be giving all of your energy and not getting anything in return because it's a relationship. It's a partnership. It's two people. It's not just one person. And people tend to forget that because they don't want to be alone or they have all this pressure from family of like, hey, you're 30 or hey, you're 35. Why don't you have babies? Why aren't you married? And instead they don't look up like, what is, what is it that I want? What is it that I need? And if that person, I'm not saying you're always going to be taking from that. If you're not getting anything at all or getting, I guess, to a, like a certain part, right? Because if you just give a little bit and then the person's always going to be at your beck and call, that's also wrong too. It has to be a compromise. What are some the challenge that you think women face in regards to that and in regards to actually finding sustainable love that, that they can carry on until they're older and they've actually retired and they want to live their life completely with that one person i think one of the things too in that is boundaries like what is it that you're gonna go ahead and accept because sometimes people can go ahead and just be taking just a little smidge and it's like all right i'll survive with that but then then we're back to, I'm unhappy. Like I've done so much, but you haven't placed that boundary to let that person know, like, I won't go further past this. Or if like you won't compromise this, then why am I going ahead and put my effort in my time? Well, what do you think that people wouldn't have those boundaries set considering that we should be entering the relationship with boundaries? Pleasing. Again, it's <laughs> it's really pleasing or the pressure, it's just for some reason they are afraid also of what the other person's gonna say. Um, they 
are for some reason again we're creating these scenarios in our head they're gonna say no they're not gonna accept me they're not gonna want to do the same thing so they just keep quiet and that comes again into play of communicating and people don't have the confidence to go ahead and speak their own voice and speak their own opinion and speak their own desires so they just rather go ahead and sit back and see like you said joint like enjoy the ride and see where things go and then once you just continue on the ride and then you pretty much the stop sign or the exit that you wanted to take is no longer there and now now what now what happens you mentioned communication and for me i think communication is one of the pillars of any relationship whether it's um friendship or romantic or otherwise and i believe your action is an reinforcement of one of those pillars which is communication definitely but this person made an interesting point to me um because i asked them you seem to be the type of person that words are enough meaning and i'll give you an example is that the person can tell you that they love you but their actions don't show that love right and i went back to her and i said i'm the type of person that my actions would show that i love you but i may not say it as often as someone else who's saying it every minute of every day and so on and so forth and i made the point to her saying that based on everything that you've experienced in your previous relationship i told her i'm surprised you're not the other way meaning that i'm surprised you don't value action more because people have told you certain things but they didn't live up to their own words mhm right and what i began to find at least in my circle is that the older i found the older people maybe in their 40s and mid 40s late 40s and 50s at least in my circle it seemed that they were more willing to accept someone saying something even though their actions didn't match and i went back and i said is it because that this group is previously married and they've been there and done that and they don't want to necessarily rock the boat or is it that these this group of people as small as it the sample size is they were just always that way where you can just tell them that you care for them that they're nice and that but their but the actions and how you treat them is totally different that's where my confusion was because these were all women but it seemed like a specific group of them older women with 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 um kids and and divorce it seemed that the action wasn't as important as the words. I will have to go ahead and disagree and agree to a certain extent. So, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the five love languages. Um, it's a very popular book. There are ways to show your love whether that's giving you a gift, whether that's saying I love you, affirmations like that I appreciate you. Um there are uh, actions like services that let's say for example my husband he enjoys a clean house so if I'm cleaning the house without like doing it because he's doing it or any expectations that he has he loves that but for me it's the action as well as the the time we spend together like there are different forms but there is also if someone says over and over yes I'll change and then their actions don't support that then i feel like that's where we need to go ahead and reconsider of like okay they've kept telling me that they're going to go ahead and try right try but 
then they don't. They go ahead and continue that same habit. And here I am, I've already expressed it. Is it that they're not understanding or are they not wanting to understand and they're not wanting to change? So then that's where you need to go ahead and evaluate of like, do I want to continue on this way? Because apparently I'm not being heard because that's something too. It's like you may communicate, but if you're not being heard, that's you not being understood and then not being appreciated again. And yes, actually, I did read that book. And that was actually, I have the book. And that was an interesting book. I must say that I enjoyed it. I read it. I be, I got introduced to it two years ago on vacation in Bali. Oh, nice. So it was, it was nice. And for those who haven't read it, I definitely say read it with an open mind. Mm-hmm. And you'll figure out that I think the languages are pretty accurate, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It is interesting to see how we would, and this goes back to what we're talking about today, how we would project it, right? We would say that, okay, one of the, one of the um, love languages is gift giving, mm-hmm. right? So the person that that's their love language, they automatically think that's the other person. So they shower, shower them with gifts, right? Right. And I'm the type of person, me personally, it is not my love language. So when someone gives me a gift, I appreciate it because they thought of me mm-hmm. enough to get me a gift, but I don't necessarily appreciate the gift itself because it doesn't mean what it, it doesn't mean to me what they think it's going to mean to me. Right? right. And I think it goes back to when you mentioned communication. If we don't speak about what's important to us, if you don't speak about how you can make each other feel good in the relationship, right? Because communication is so key. And we're going to have a difficult time because I'm treating you one way. Because I'm saying, okay, I love gifts. I'm going to give you gifts, give you gifts, give you gifts. And the other right. person, it might just be, like you mentioned with your husband, a clean house. Or it might be, you know what, um, words of affirmation. Oh, you know, honey, you look good today. Right? So to those people, you give them a gift. It doesn't <laughs> carry the same amount of weight, right? Exactly. Right? So... Does it come down to that when the woman you're dealing with, is it just a matter of fact saying that, you know what, they're not communicating in the way that is constructive, meaning that they're talking, but no one is listening. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. They're communicating just to communicate. And those who are hearing it, they're just listening to comments instead of listening to understand. Yes. Right. Is that some of the challenges maybe that some of the women that you deal with are facing when they're trying to get the type of relationship that they want. Definitely. It's like you said, in regards to communicating, it's not just hearing what that person saying, it's understanding and going back to putting action behind that. Because yes, you may go ahead and speak it. You may hear it, but are you putting the action to it or are you just going to, it's like, okay, I'm going to continue going to give you gifts or just, however I receive love or or give love is what I'm going to continue doing. But then that's where you're left of like, are you listening? Because that's kind of what we want too. It's like, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. And sometimes also what can happen is you can get so frustrated and then you end up being angry because you actually aren't being heard. And then the man or the woman is left like, why are you angry? Like I, I, I was showing you love. It's like, but you're not showing me the love that 
I'm asking for, that I appreciate, that I value. Is that a is that a difficult conversation to have for a woman? It is because then we can be labeled as crazy or needy or demanding or bossy and for some reason those labels have that negative effect or just nobody wants to be labeled that. I've come to the point of like, you know what? That's me knowing what I want and I'm expressing that. And if you can't understand it, then that's not really something. It's not I mean, to a certain extent, it's like, okay, how can I go ahead and communicate it? so you can understand because for me when i would go ahead and do that um when my husband and i were dating i would get frustrated and i didn't know how to express it verbally so what i did instead i would write it out because i didn't want to come out as the angry woman all the time that's another way of communicating too it's like write it out you have the chance the opportunity to take your time and actually say what is actually bothering you without having to seem that you're angry or you're bossy but you actually get to go ahead and express of like this is what's going on this is how i've been feeling and you can go ahead and address it that way is any takeaway from from this conversation is that we both want relationships to continue right we both wanted to flourish we both wanted to 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 grow um for the next generation of women that are coming up how would you want to help them themselves to be the best version of themselves that is really a great question because i have my cousin who's like my sister and as well my little sister we're um nine years apart from each other so um for them like i can think of them of like just be yourself and then be able to speak your voice and don't be afraid to just speak your thoughts your opinions the way you would like your life to be and come from love i mean that's all you can do and also too is every day you have the chance to improve yourself every day you have a new chance to become better and th- we do have our own flaws i mean we're human that's kind of how life is but we have that opportunity to learn and evolve and grow from there How important is love? Either self-love or love from others. I think it's really important because we are love. Like I deeply believe that to my core. We are made from love. Our parents at one point or another, they got together and they loved each other. Maybe even if it was a let's say a one night stand, right? Because that happens too. It's like at one point or another you had that connection and we were created from love. So love is our essence. That is what we are and either that self-love or however you want to call it, I think that's one of the main things that we are as humans.